Would you pray with me? God of love and grace, as we share your word and find the good news in your presence, we ask that you open our ears to hear your voice and open our hearts to experience your forgiving grace and life-changing power. In your spirit, we give ourselves to you as living worship. Receive us and fill us with the promise of a new life. In your Son's holy name we pray. Amen. Today's scripture comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I'm reading from New Revised Standard Version. Listen now for the word of God. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Chances are that you learn or memorize the things in your childhood that remain in your mind when you grow up. I remember specific things that I memorized for my studies or exams when I was young. I remember many biblical scriptures and songs that I learned and memorized at Sunday school and vacation Bible school. From time to time, I find myself singing or humming the songs that I used to sing when I was young. I remember all the exact lyrics of so many songs that I used to listen to and sing when I was little. I wish I still had that same ability to memorize and sing the songs that I love with the exact right lyrics and remember all the things that I would want to keep in my mind forever, such as details of Bible stories because I'm not good at memorizing them, and scriptures and others' names and family situations and histories and so on that would help my ministry and human relationships. The first verse of today's scripture is one that I, that I memorized when I was a young child at Sunday school. I still remember the scripture in Korean, which is my mother tongue, so that means it doesn't help me in my ministry here. I memorized it when I was young because I was asked to memorize it for a prize or a Bible memory verse contest. Today's scripture comes from the Apostle Paul's letter to the Romans. When I was young, I didn't enjoy reading the book because its theology is so rich and theological meanings I cannot understand well. But it shows certainly Paul's desire to share the good news with the community and beyond. 
As I said, I memorized Romans 12:1 when I was young. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. It sounded funny to me, especially the word, a living sacrifice. It didn't make sense, living sacrifice. And I didn't know the meaning. More exactly, I didn't even wonder about its meaning back then. In the Old Testament, the Israelites brought an animal offering to the temple to be forgiven for their sins. By offering a living animal to God, they presented their sinfulness and asked for God's forgiveness. Animal blood brought them new life. When God sent Jesus to the world, God had a plan to offer universal forgiveness through one person's sacrifice. On the cross, Jesus gave himself as the Lamb of God and the eternal sacrifice for universal redemption for everyone. The sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross changed our relationship with God. We no longer need to bring an animal sacrifice to God for the forgiveness of our sins. That's because Jesus atoned for our sins 2,000 years ago. That's because Jesus' death washed away our sins and invited us to eternal life that only God can offer for us and the world. And Jesus' blood is enough for all humanity. The Apostle Paul appeals to the faithful people in Rome and us to present ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. Becoming a sacrifice means that we bring ourselves to God. You might not feel comfortable to hear the word sacrifice and become a sacrifice as I was. Instead of using the word, we can call it with many different words. Humility, transformation, or sanctification. We empty ourselves and find out more about what God wants from us, what God wants to do through our lives, what God wants to show to us and through us in the world. When we think about God's heart and mind, our hearts and our minds change more like Jesus Christ, who showed us sacrificial life. The Apostle Paul said to the community of Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. In today's scripture, Paul talks about a living sacrifice. It is clear that we are offering to God our living selves, not dead selves. It is not like a one-time or seasonal offering and sacrifice mentioned in the Old Testament. 
It means that we surrender and obey God every day, and we live a new life with God every day. Just like Jesus died on the cross and he has risen from the dead, we receive the gift of a new life with Jesus as we give ourselves to God. In Christ, we receive new life as we know God and God's mind better and live our lives more like Jesus Christ. Paul says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Be transformed by the renewing of your minds so that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. As we become a living sacrifice, we discern what is right and wrong, what is good and evil, what is acceptable or not to God. We see people, situations, and the world from the eyes of God. We discern what would be worshipful or not to God, what is holy, because our life itself should be spiritual worship to God. I believe that nothing gives me this much joy besides serving as a pastor in a ministry setting. This doesn't mean that ministry is easy. I often say that there is no perfect church or ministry, and there is no church with no issues. I'm realistic, but the realistic perspective doesn't take the joy away from my ministry. Instead, it enables me to focus on the center of my life and ministry, which is not the external and internal obstacles, but the unconditional love and ever-presence of God. Over the past couple of months, I led and supported multiple children's summer camps, including summer vacation Bible school. It was always fun, but also challenging, because we had a few volunteers and with our current situation this year, we couldn't take as many children as we strive to maintain everyone's safety. With every part of my ministry, there are both challenges and joy. Sometimes joy brings challenges. Challenges follow joy. And challenges come with joy. Sometimes joy brings challenges. Just like that, it's not easy at all to become a living sacrifice and live out spiritual worship. It's challenging. But I can tell you that a Christian life brings us both great joy and challenges. Is there anyone who hasn't experienced challenge with worship? since March of 2020. Some of you might be tired of hearing about the pandemic. If so, I apologize in advance because I'm going to share with you 
my own challenges in this pandemic. Needless to say, it's crazy, disappointing, frustrating, and tiring to deal with all of the COVID matters for many of us. If you can stay home and work while you continue being paid, you're lucky. And I am the one of the lucky ones in this crazy, uncertain time. I told you that I found great joy in my ministry. That's always true, and that will be always true. However, ministry was hard enough before the pandemic. The pandemic shut everything down and all ministries had to pause or find new ways with a few options. You know what? Now I can tell you that the ministry during the first year of the pandemic was less challenging than ministry in this second year of the pandemic as we tried to relaunch every part of St. Stephen's mission and the ministries with the new ways which require more preparation time and effort and more communications with the different teams and committees making decisions. Worship has been challenging for all of us over the past 16 months. For many different reasons, each one of us chooses the best way of worship for ourselves. Who would imagine that Sunday worship would be this challenging in our lives? Online worship puts us in a distracting environment because we can watch it anytime and anywhere we would like to. At first, I thought it was so convenient and I enjoyed it. But I found myself being tempted to do multitasking while worshiping. Except for vacuuming, I could do anything else at home while worshiping online, which is not good at all for my spiritual worship and the spiritual relationship with God. Convenience becomes a temptation to many of us. Convenience replaces our time and heart to prepare ourselves to worship God. What is your definition of worship? Do you think that worship is only the Sunday worship service we are attending or watching online now? Paul teaches the community of faith in Rome that our lives should be worship to God. That means that worship is bigger than corporate worship in that people gather on Sunday morning to sing a song and pray together and share a message of God. Our life should be worship, giving thanks to God, praising God with our words and thoughts and actions and glorifying God's goodness and sharing the love of God with others. We need to ask ourselves, is our life true worship? Is our life true worship that is holy and acceptable to God? 
I hear a lot of different opinions about Worship. We currently offer two blended services. 9 a.m. service is outdoor and 11 a.m. here in the sanctuary. I know that neither service completely satisfies us everyone. If you are used to contemporary music and worship style, you would say that this is too traditional. And if you are used to traditional hymns and the order of worship, you might say that this service is too contemporary. I'm not saying that what is right and wrong, because I totally understand both sides. And I'm also sorry that we cannot offer two different styled worship services in our current situation and the limitations that we have. As a pastor, I always think about worship. And worship became a real issue in this pandemic because everything changed and nothing was the same as before the pandemic. As I said earlier, this is also my personal challenge. In my internal struggles and challenges about worship life, I was reminded of what hasn't been changed while everything changed, God. When everything is still upside down, God is not changed. As God promised, God has never abandoned us. God has never forsaken us. What is not changed is God's amazing love and outpouring grace for all of us. I am so thankful that for many different reasons I chose today's scripture for today. I've held this scripture on my mind over the past month. And the scripture led me to think about my worship life and the meaning of true worship that God would be pleased as God receives. During the pandemic, there were many cases that I had to depend on me, my knowledge, analysis, instinct, and decision, and so on. While I found an answer in myself, the space of God diminishes in my life. I took away the space God would work for myself because I was so dependent on my own decisions. I was born and raised in a Christian family, and I'm a pastor. I've attended worship service for over 35 years, but this pandemic led me to struggle with worship. It's not about worship style and music. It's about who receives my worship and who lives songs of praise and worship. I confess you, I confess before you and before God, I was not good during this pandemic. In this challenging time for all of us, God again awakes us and teaches us that God doesn't want worship watchers. Instead, God wants us to become true worshipers. 
God wants us to become living worship instead of bringing our dead selves to worship. Since the first Sunday of July, we have had our summer worship series, Revealing God, following St. Stephen's New Testament reading schedule. Today, I'd like to ask myself and you that, is my life revealing God? Is my life living worship to God? Only you and God know the answer. When life and the worship seem full of challenges, God moves our eyes to see the center of our life and the worship and helps us to find hidden joys. Our life and worship and ministry will never be perfect. But we will bring to God ourselves as living spiritual worship through our words, thoughts, and actions. And we will experience new life with our risen Christ who took away our sins. God receives our worship, our living spiritual worship. And let us become a living sacrifice to God who deserves to receive all we are, all of our hearts and minds and souls. Let us give them to God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.